everyone. Welcome back to the Film Fund Podcast. I'm your host, founder, and executive producer at the Film Fund, Thomas Verity. I'm also an award-winning filmmaker, producer, and film festival judge. I started the Film Fund to give filmmakers an easier, alternative way to get their films funded. Instead of working on a screenplay, crowdfunding campaign, or grant application, you write one sentence pitching your film for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes to make it. Our spring 2022 narrative and documentary funding contests at the time of this recording are still open. By the time this episode gets published, we're a little ahead of time in the recording. They'll probably be closed. But check out the website at thefilmfund.co for the most up-to-date information on our contests. We run them regularly, about four contest periods per year. So if you're listening at a later date, check the website for the most up-to-date info on that. Today, we have Scott and Sarah Narr on the show. They are filmmakers. They won the Expressway Cinema Rental sponsored prize of the two-day rental of the Blackmagic Ursa Mini G2 and RE Prime Lens set. And we're super excited to talk about their project and what they have going on. Guys, thanks so much for coming. Can you give your uh, give our listeners a little yeah, bit more of an for, intro? Uh, thanks for having yourself? us, Thomas. Um, I'll, I guess I'll, uh, I'll go first. Uh, my name's Scott Narr. Um, I'm a director and screenwriter, um, born in Jamaica, moved to the U.S. when I was about 17, uh, went to Chicago, studied uh, communications in, in school. Uh, while in school, I decided to, I wanted to get into filmmaking. Um, I'd always been a big cinephile, um, big into movies, like all that, and I, I decided when I was about 19, like, you know what, I'm going to give this a go and try my hand at actually making movies, not just watching them. Um, so from there, after um, college, I went to Florida for a while um, for various circumstances um, and went to film school uh, there in Fort Lauderdale and in Miami. Um, where I studied at the Art Institute and then at the University of Miami. Um, did a bunch of short films uh, at both schools. Uh, met Sarah at the University of Miami. We kind of uh, joined forces um, and started making short films together. Um, then kind of went into, deci decided that we're going to try and do break more into like, writing together and screenwriting together and that's how we kind of started collaborating on on that level and of course like we got married too and um um somewhere in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some, somewhere in there. um and we moved to mm -hmm. la in 2019 and we've been here since just um uh we made since we've been here um i've directed and sarah's produced uh, uh three yeah, films now um a horror film in 2019 a horror film in 2021 and a drama film uh this year which is what uh the film fund was for was for that drama film this year so that's kind of just a quick overview for me i'll hand it over to sarah i'm not gonna hog yeah, the mic I mean, short and sweet i've been a writer forever sure. within new york i got cold decided to move to miami that's where i met scott uh went to um as well to get my mfa uh, still deciding if that was a good move or not, but I mean, it worked out because we met and now we're, we're here in LA making films. So, yeah. Very cool. So you guys both uh, have your MFA? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I've been 
been going back and forth with that. I finally decided not to get it. Yeah. And then someone asked me the other day, have you, have you ever thought about going back to school? And I was it just like started <laughs> getting me thinking again. Yeah. It's great because like you have so many resources, like you have access to insurance and mm-hmm. equipment and some of the things that mm-hmm. make like indie fun filmmaking rather like kind of so much more challenging in, in an independent setting like this. Um, mm-hmm. So it kind of, I feel like it was good for that, but then, I don't know, if you're already making films, I feel like it's kind of a toss-up, because then it's like, well, what, I don't know, I, I think that was the biggest thing, was like, you just have the space to make films, but if you're already doing it, mm-hmm. well, it's, keep, keep your money. <laughs> Unless yeah, you're it is to... so, that's the main thing, like, yeah. if it was not so expensive, I would probably go so in a heartbeat, I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be able to run the film fund as, as uh, <laughs> involved as I do, but uh, yeah, it's so expensive, so it's, it's definitely yeah. a big decision. Um, but that's awesome. And I'm, I'm glad you guys <laughs> met there. That's so cool. And get to work together yeah. as well. And you both do what you love. Yeah. Um, so do you both yeah. do filmmaking full time? Well, um, we, we are both kind in the world, but we both have day jobs. Yeah. Okay. Um, I work at the, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, um, an MFA is worth it in my opinion. Um, only at this point, only if you're going to the American film Institute, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like a shameless plug for them. Cause I actually, I work there oh, no on, their, on their, on their, on their staff. Okay. Um, so I've been able to observe the entire process of the MFA program and uh-huh. it's pretty, it's, it's worth it, yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, but you know, also, you know, it's super hard to get into, sure. but, um, I that's where I work. That's my day job. So it's not in the industry per se, but it kind mm-hmm. of is. It's kind of like a little bit adjacent to it because it's like it's it's working at a place where people from the industry and people that are trying to get into the industry are making their films to yeah. do so. <laughs> so what do you do there? Um, and I work in advertising, so no one, oh, cool. <laughs> no one in my world. Is, yeah, yeah. Yes, Scott, what do you do? Um, I, I work at the or at AFI. I work at the um, the uh, post production uh, house, the SDAC. I essentially um, help the students with their um, editing, with the editing okay. side of their uh, of their film process. Very cool. yeah. Like hands on. Like if they're struggling with an edit, yeah. you'll step in, or it's more. Oh, very cool. Yes. That's awesome. No, I won't. I will. I will never like right. cut for them. I I mainly just like help them with deliverables and like um any troubleshooting they need and uh that kind of stuff i also you know teach some workshops there um in uh like color correcting and stuff like that so oh did it freeze yeah we are back the film fund pays (laughs) for the the worst Wi-Fi at our home uh, podcast studio. We are bootstrapping <laughs> as always. So are you in, apologies you're in New York, for the break. Right? Or you're Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh, okay. I'm from Delaware. Philadelphia, yeah. So not too far. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I always fly uh, into Philly. Oh, do you? Cool. Um, Scott, you were talking about um, what your role was in the post-production um, department or whatever you called it right. at, uh, at AFI. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So yeah, I was basically saying that like, um, I help with like deliverables and like uh, any troubleshooting they may have. I'm also kind of like just in general like a mentor, um, especially in terms of like editing in DaVinci Resolve and and I teach some I teach color um, workshops sometimes oh, too, cool. to the directing students. So um, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, a few things. It's a it's a medley of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, how about you? You said you work in advertising. What's your day to day look mm-hmm. like? Yeah, um, I work for an advertising firm that does campaigns for film and TV. So I get to see a lot of things before they come out, which is exciting mm-hmm. uh, and fun to work on the creative campaigns. But I just work as a, a junior account executive. So just kind of overseeing the creative process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Are you able to say which, which firm that is? Uh, yeah, I work for the Refinery Creative. Oh, cool. And she, um, <laughs> to everyone listening out there, you, you can't hear what is so awesome that we just said because we had to edit it out uh, for, yeah. for legal reasons. NDAs are real. And NDAs, that's my fault. All good. My all good. Um, but that's so cool. What um, I love that you guys work together. I love that you're kind of both in the, the industry still working in some capacity. Um, what are some of the highlights about your work that you like to focus on? You said you did a horror film, and then this one is a drama. Are there, are there certain areas or themes you usually like to focus on oh yeah oh definitely Uh, i think no matter the genre i mean we kind of started working in the horror space because i mean my background's in comedy and his background is more in drama um and we were like well how can we we want it we knew we wanted to write together so we're like what's what's a way that we can kind of fuse our worlds here and we're both really big horror fans so that's kind of how we fell into writing horror together in the first place but even, you know, and now we're kind of transitioning more into drama with this latest film. Um, it just took me a while to get there and not try to make everything right. <laughs> so, um, but now I think the biggest themes we love to focus on are definitely religious drama and family. Okay. So even in our horrors, like it's very family centered. Um, and we both have great families. So it's not like drawing from our life mm. experience. I don't know what's wrong with us, <laughs> but um yeah, I think those are definitely the themes that we, we really like to explore. People kind of breaking out, finding their own way, and dealing with family family crap. I would also add to that mental illness mm. and social outcasts. Okay. Yeah. Does that uh, yeah. does that come from anything personal in terms of social outcasts? Um, oh, for, me, for me, for <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Well, you're you're kind of pop for for me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, are you? Are I wouldn't. Are you? Would you consider yourself a social outcast? No. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and the mental illness aspect. Um, I think that's just like, that just comes from being a millennial. Yeah, being yeah, being a a, a twenty a late twenty something, mm-hmm. early thirty something in twenty twenty. Yeah. No, I feel you. definitely feel you there. Um, yeah, but that's awesome. And uh, tell us about your winning pitch with the film fund. Now we don't always release the winning sentences out of just respect for you guys until the film's released unless you want to um go ahead and release it i can i can pull it up and read it um which would you like to do you can just talk about it kind of in general or we could read your winning pitch we could do we could do both i okay. don't mind at all we could cool. <laughs> yeah, read, let's read it. yeah it sure yeah my handy dandy database Okay. A gay Jamaican immigrant is under threat of being deported and in desperation must beg his virulently homophobic father for help with applying for a green card. The money will go to camera equipment. Now, there's a semicolon in there, so it is one sentence. Just if anyone's listening, they're like, oh, that sounds like two sentences. <laughs> nope, they used a semicolon, so it's still still in the rules. <laughs> little uh, is, tip for anyone out there if they're struggling with the one sentence thing. Semicolons are allowed. Um, and that is just <laughs> semicolons are <laughs> great. Yep. Yeah, semicolons are great. Um, 
and that's just you know when, when we're at the film fund we always look for stories i was talking about this on the previous podcast episode um we always look for stories with conflict in them and there's so much mm-hmm. conflict in this pitch you have the threat of him being deported um you have the conflict mm-hmm. between him and his father who's homophobic him being uh, uh mm-hmm. gay and it's just like very it's it's there's so much going on um and i love it and you guys uh, it's, yeah it's tell, me, tell me tell me a little bit yeah. more about the project about the story <laughs> uh how you arrived at it yeah um sure so um like you said i said like i was you know born in jamaica um I have, I won't disclose who, but I have two family members who mm-hmm. are gay, um, and they both actually live in Jamaica. Two of my only family members who still live down there, a lot of my family members have moved mm-hmm. to the U.S. or Canada. Um, and the story kind of just birthed from the idea that one of my family members essentially was study, was in school in the U.S., and... Um, he had to go back to Jamaica at the end of his schooling because he couldn't find a job to get a work visa. And he actually had come out while in Mm -hmm. America because Jamaica, if no one knows, is a very, very um, almost like, I don't want to say violently homophobic, but kind of Hmm. violently homophobic, like very regressed in that yeah very regressed yeah Yeah. before this Mm -hmm. or before meeting you obviously i think it's that's like the crazy thing about it is like at being here in the states we have this image of what jamaica looks like and Mm -hmm. we're like wow they're so liberal and it's a party country and it's so cool and great and everything and then it's like wow when you really get to hear people's real life stories you're like okay that's just what we see but in reality there's people really Mm -hmm. hurting down there from homophobia and i think it was really cool that you were willing to kind of share that story and share that side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, like, it's kind of like, it's, it's just like intrinsic to be not just like weird about it, but also like, just like mm-hmm. virulently against it, like virulently like contra it. And, you know, like, um, you know, cause, like what I was saying is that like, I was, my, my relative was concerned about mm-hmm. going back down there um, having come out um not that anyone down there particularly knew it but like just concerned that like they would have to go down there and essentially like hide their go back in the closet yeah go back in the closet like hide their um whatever you want to be their romantic partners or whatever so um yeah i i i just that's how the idea just like it uh started in my head and then like obviously i told sarah about it and then um for a while wanted it to be uh, a feature um actually had written um um, like a like prose for a feature for it uh been knocking it around for years now since like 2016 and um i in it was in december actually of 2020 2021 what am i saying yeah Yeah, last (laughs) december where i came to sarah and i was like we should just write it as a just let's let's try it as a short let's just try it as a short i think it's a a really good story i feel like we can um i feel like we can i I really want to put a story out there why don't we just write this write this film and make it um in early next year 
and, and make it as a short film and, and uh, see where it can go from there. Maybe it can turn into a feature down the line. Hopefully, actually, Crossing Fingers would really want that to happen. But um, yeah, that's kind of just how it happened. And then we just kind of dove in, <laughs> you know, head first. So I love that. Yeah. Do you um do you typically draw inspiration from your own life for your work? Uh for me I would say no. Yeah. Uh this is a very this is the first okay. um film. I, I would say I've drew I, and I, you can uh piggyback on it. I I'd say I've drawn inspiration for myself in in various characters throughout short films I've I've written and we've written. Um, and feature films we've written, mm-hmm. but I, I, I personally have never taken exactly from my life because I'm a very external, imaginative person. I like, I like writing stories that I either learn about through someone else or like I, I get passionate about mm-hmm. this certain topic. Like, and I'm just like, oh, I'd love mm-hmm. to. I want to write a story in that space. So this is the first film yeah. for me that's like this kind of, and it's not. A, and it's still not like exactly personal, um, but it's the closest, mm-hmm. the most intimate one so far. And sure, I think I probably draw a little bit more. Um, I've been, I think, especially with like some of the religious stuff. Like I've been part of some weird churches, not anymore, but in the past. And so I think some of like processing some of huh. that in like the horror space. And just calling out like some of the things and bad behaviors that I've seen, but obviously heightening them. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say I probably... Are we talking like Scientology here? Not quite as bad, but... <laughs> a little uh, bit more standard. A little bit more mainstream. <laughs> yeah, mainstream. Like, okay. like a, a mega church, like a mega evangelical church that just had like some... I yeah, gotcha. some like abusive In, in the people. Christian space, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. Like... Um, yeah. It's like, are we about to do a yeah, Scientology? Yeah, right. Podcast. Going clear, too. Yeah. <laughs> right? No. But in some ways, I'm like, wow, you guys really aren't that much better than them. Uh, uh-huh. But I think it's more like putting myself in the in the protagonists and then being like, what would I do if I was in this really weird situation? Like kind of putting myself more as like our characters rather than the situation, um, if that makes any sense. But this one was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Like, I think one of the interesting things about this story that we we did draw from our own lives was being in an interracial, intercultural relationship and kind of like the, I don't want to say the pressures because we did get married, <laughs> but like the pressures that kind of come along with that when you do know that someone's visa is coming up and you're like, well. Yeah. It happened to it, me too. Yeah. yeah in like, a sense. Mm-hmm. We were dating and we knew we were going to get married anyway. And then it's like, well, you're at the end of your visa. Like, what do we do? So we just kind of got married and are engaged and married in a couple of weeks. Um, And it, you know, it was great and it worked out. But I mean, a lot of people do turn to marriage as a way to stay here, even if it's, you know, of course Uh there's marriage fraud, but even if it's legitimate and and you're in a relationship and it's, I don't know, it, it, we just kind of wanted to draw from the fact that like, it's so hard for immigrants sometimes to be able to stay here, even though they've built a life, like our protagonist, mm-hmm. we say has been in the country for 10 years. And it's like one incident can jeopardize all of that. Yeah. And that's, wow. um, that's, um, it's not, okay. <laughs> it's not, and it's, it's, it's very much like a problem. And, and that's why also it's a very close thing to me. I've been very, um, I've been very, much like trying to like wave a flag for a while now about the plight of like immigrants um who are here both illegally and legally um you know that 
get kind of the short end of the stick and yeah. have to like leave suddenly after like developing a life here and putting down roots mm -hmm. because of in the story um this character like you said he's been here for 10 years and he he gets essentially like something happens that that makes his work visa get revoked and um mm -hmm. and it's a very it's it's a it's a big it's, it's a big incident but it's like also like there's so much easier ways that that can happen you can get well, laid off people, yeah people love yeah. to say like well do it legally get in line come this way and it's like okay well so many people do and then it's not that simple it's not so black yeah. and white you know not to advocate for one thing or another but it's like sure it's, it's all broken it's you know? it's an it's uh -huh. yeah it's an anxiety inducing thing yeah. i can say that like from my experience when i was in school um i i was in school for for seven to eight years straight to in order to to learn more obviously but a big reason why i was i've been to three colleges is because um is because to stay in the country and mm -hmm. um and you're just every a big time nerd and uh and yeah. i'm just a big nerd yeah. <laughs> yeah. i know the other I, day he's like i would love to go back to school i'm like no you're cut off no no, no. More <laughs> i said just afi i, I, know, I would I go and, i would go to afi and that's it that's the only other school i'd consider <laughs> going back to because of the, the resources but yeah, um yeah. But no, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's anxiety inducing. I remember every year, um, coming up to the end of semester, I would be freaked out because yeah. tuition at schools is high yeah. and we were kind of, you know, me and my family were kind of struggling for money to pay it off. And it was always up in the air for me, at least whether or not I would continue to be in the States every six months, essentially, Wow, you know, and that sucked <laughs> yeah. you know so it's a bunch of it's a bunch of that stuff too and i think also too with when we wrote it um sarah brought the great perspective of like because in the story the jamaican he's he's dating an american um man so uh -huh. sarah was able to bring that perspective of being on the other side of the of the equation of being the person who is obviously like staying in the states uh -huh. or like you know like in that vein and having their partner like potentially leaving them for an indefinite amount of time so yeah. bunch of that yeah <laughs> all of that <laughs> and i yeah no i mean i i love that you're able to as as anxiety inducing and stressful and horrible as the situations are i do love that you're able to use those personal experiences to kind of beef up the story and give it I'm, I don't know if credit's the right word, but it's like, hey, like we've actually lived, yeah, perspective. We've actually lived this. We understand these struggles um, and we're going to inject them into the story, um, whether or not it's, you know, it's not the exact story of what you've experienced. Mm -hmm. You're still able to relate to yeah. the experience and the, the plight of what the characters are going through. And in the end, that just makes the characters so much stronger because you're like, I've been here. Yeah. I know what yeah. this is. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's an amazing advantage you have when you're able to draw on personal experience, yeah, sure. um, whether you're writing or directing or both. I mean, there was a scene, I won't talk too much about my personal life and experiences, but I went through, uh, I was in the hospital for a little bit and just like surgeries and things like that. Um, and we had a scene in my latest short film and there's this guy in the hospital bed and he's being like, you know, rushed down the hallway, like out of the ambulance and like, you know, nurses and um i was directing and someone on the crew was like oh you shouldn't have him 
looking like that. And I was like, yeah. no, I fucking yeah. didn't. I, I know, I know what that yeah. looks like. That's, um, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just like being able to draw on that life experience is so yeah. important. Sure. Um, what is the the status of the project? Now you guys wrapped production, right? <laughs> so um, I'm I'm also editing it and and coloring it. Okay. <laughs> um, oh wow. So yeah, I I tend to be and Sarah can vouch for this. I tend to be um a little bit of a control freak in post production, and it's just yep. because like I'm the same I, way. yeah, <laughs> I've I've been editing since I was fourteen. I've been, out of all the roles I've done in the film world, I've actually been editing the longest because. I've been editing since okay. I was 14 because, you know, when you're 14, wow. it's, and it's 2000 and, yeah, 2004, um, mm-hmm. you know, like I wasn't making films and I wasn't, I didn't really know how to write a screenplay per se. So the one mm-hmm. thing I felt like I could do was edit like various like mm-hmm. little videos in Windows Movie Maker. And then then she moved on to sure. Final Cut Pro 7 or no, Final Cut 7. Um, so um yeah just we're in post-production the actually finished just picture locked so that's great that's exciting oh congrats just picture locked um and about to go into um sound some sound mixing and sound design okay um hopefully we'll have the project we want to try and have the project done before um end of summer or um i'd say midsummer like maybe like early august because we want to try and submit it to slam dance and sundance we're going all the way yeah like hell yeah yeah love that attitude yeah yeah so So are you editing in resolve i'm editing in resolve i am i'm doing everything in resolve I'm, i'm ingesting editing sound designing and um coloring i love resolve it's the honestly. best like i feel like it's the best people are still attached to uh to adobe but yeah. you i mean what we're talking about things that are expensive like film school adobe is expensive sorry yeah. adobe you're really expensive <laughs> for for low budget filmmakers um, yeah. and it's subscription based so you never stop paying I for know. it but mm-hmm. da vinci even if you want the full the full version is what like 300 bucks it's 300 for, to like be able to export in 4k i can tell you as someone who has worked in both um free and studio i work in studio now because i was able to get a free dongle from a friend um but oh cool um there is the differences between the free and the studio version are pretty minimal i'm sure da vinci would argue mm-hmm. that with me um but uh, <laughs> sure um they're pretty yeah no minimal. i mean we've been using we have this uh we have a sister company now ff branded and ad agency uh, so sarah i may want to pick your brain at some point um but we are we've 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 been doing some in-house editing on projects and we've just been using resolve and we've been using the free version we haven't had a need to use the pro version yet because there's so much in there i mean everything we've been exporting so far has been for web so we don't really have a need for anything above 1080p um i mean and you can we can you can ingest um i think you can ingest 4k you can ingest 4k yeah the thing great about davinci 2 is that it reads every camera type Mm -hmm. um it exports every type of file um and it's it has the best color correction software bar none yeah. um mm-hmm. and hey our, our last film the horror film i mentioned that we did last year i also edited and uh, colored on my own and did it completely mm-hmm. and sound design and did it completely in um da vinci free so mm-hmm. that's great mm-hmm. 
Yeah, shout out to Da Vinci. Yeah. Shout out to Da Vinci. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's what's up. It's, Sponsor it's us with something for all this free <laughs> promo we're giving you. They're like, no, you're telling everyone you can just have the free version. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. That's true, too. But still sponsored. So um, what, uh, what attracted you to Slam Dance in particular? As in, uh, you mentioned that is a big deadline you want to hit. Well, with Slam Dance, you know, um, uh, a lot of films throughout the years have kind of taken off through slam dance to name a few like um i believe uh like in the 90s i think christopher nolan's following um mm-hmm. uh, huh. was flew off through slam dance so did um um uh, I be- a-, a few other short films that i know of that have really like led to the filmmakers getting like you know like a, a lot of traction in the industry so I think that's what it is. It's kind of like Sundance, but like how Sundance was in the 90s, where it was mm-hmm. more of like an, an indie scene. Now Sundance right. is like a little bit less than that. Um, mm-hmm. And Slamdance is kind of more like steeped in the indie scene. Um, but even now, they're also kind of like, <laughs> you know, like. but I, I think that Slamdance is, is a good avenue. And like I said, we're we're gonna try and submit to Sundance too. No, not even try. We're going to. It just to. seems like the stories uh-huh. that they they like and accept are kind of right up this alley, where it's like real life, real real people, real. I don't know. I feel like this. I was about to say like a slogan for the USA Channel by accident, where it's just like real life, real stories, real people, or something. I'm like, sorry, I've been watching too much TV. But it's like along those lines, like the the films that have come out of there are just genuine and that's what we hope that we've made you know so we just hope that mm. it would be something that would fit into their their sleep yeah yeah fingers crossed and uh yeah. keep us posted on the whole festival process you know um yeah, we will. if you get into any festivals which you know i'm sure you will you let us know and we'll write blog posts about them and updates because the community awesome. loves to see um you know projects and filmmakers that go to festivals because that's what we all want to do um yeah. what are your thoughts on film festivals i mean have you have you done the festival thing before with films I got a lot of thoughts. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't much. We did a little bit in the beginning, like the very early stages, but honestly, like for us, we've just been making films with like $5 and mm-hmm. not doing a very good job of putting any budget towards marketing and festival and stuff like that, which has been, mm-hmm. I think a mistake, probably on mostly my end as a producer in the past. Um, and so then when it, you know, came time to it and it was, you know, during the pandemic and we're all like on half our salaries and we're like, well, we don't have any money. So it just wasn't, yeah. it just wasn't an option for a sure. while. Like we, we, were, we, we, we broke. We said, yeah. yeah, we said, we send it into festivals, but it's like, I, I know that like a lot of even our colleagues will send like, let's, let's be real. Like film festivals, I looked at the statistics, they let in two Two percent of it's films tough. that are submitted. It, it's tough. Yeah, it's you just such, have to sub- cast such a wide net. It's yeah, you have to submit to like 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 fifty, sixty film festivals. Yeah. Uh sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes, time. sometimes to to get into like a good crop. And I think to Sarah's point, what she's trying to say is that um not what she's trying to say, but what she what I can piggyback on is like we just haven't it's not that we haven't submitted to festivals, we just have submitted to very minimal amount because mm-hmm. we just haven't had the money to it's so tough i've been lot. talking about this a little that. bit too there's um there's a good documentary called official rejection i talked about this on the last podcast episode mm. too it's, it's a really good watch it kind of delves into the festival <laughs> industry um 
and just shows how expensive it is and how hard it is uh, to get into yeah. festivals and yeah. what it's like. And you know, with 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 Film Freeway and even before with Without a Box, it's just yeah. so easy now to like submit to a mm -hmm. festival that I understand. I I guess from their perspective, like it is very they get like thousands sometimes of submissions. Yeah. It's just just tough sometimes on the uh, on the other end. We get into we've gotten into quite a few. Like even our last um film from 2019 got into um i think he got into two he got into two festivals oh, congrats. yeah um out of out of out of 10 that we submitted mm. to um but you know we got eight rejections yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that one we just since we like at that point i think it was during the pandemic we were it like was. well let's figure out a different way so we just put it on youtube mm -hmm. and then it actually got like 10,000 no way it's still a little bit that's yeah. awesome yeah, it's yeah, still like growing views and that's growing. great completely so organic Cool. without even marketing it much but with the, yeah. the film we did in 2021 and then this one for sure we're like all right we're, we're gonna we're gonna make yeah. a point to get it out into the world what um we didn't even say this we read the pitch about it but what's the name of this upcoming short film leaving, leaving. i love that yeah leaving and yeah. what's the one that has uh oh names. yeah your yeah. names are always tough to to <laughs> land on one we've yeah, gone through three names yeah <laughs> we finally landed on leaving yeah. um after we had wrapped uh oh really wow that's funny <laughs> so the entire crew still think it's like the whole name. <laughs> that's funny and what's the name of the one that racked up yeah. um like ten thousand views on youtube umbra. umbra okay so if i just google umbra. that it'll come up yes yeah. uh if you if you google or just go on youtube and type in umbra if, if it... umbra super astro okay no, I, I would say um i would say umbra 2020 okay. okay we'll find yeah, it we'll uh, we'll link to it in the show notes too but that's yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. um you know the film fund we're all about how to promote yourselves as a filmmaker you know with, with digital marketing today yeah. um do you have any tips on how you arrived at those views was this kind of like you if you build it they will come kind of thing or did you just distribute it because generally <laughs> that's not how it works <laughs> i yeah i think that i sorry to jump in on you but I, I do think it was partly if you build it, they will come. But I think also Scott did a really great job during that time of like building up our social okay. media presence. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. He made a, a Super Astra Instagram page, which is Super Astra is like just what mm -hmm. we call our phone company. Um, and he made an Instagram page and was posting a lot about it. And yeah. was really great about posting <laughs> teasers and interacting with an onslaught. And, like, yeah. following other people kind of in the horror space and indie film space. And so just felt like a nice, I mean, not 10,000 followers. I think there's still even only like a couple mm -hmm. thousand followers. It's not like mm -hmm. that. But I, I think that that definitely helped like mm -hmm. get it off the ground on YouTube in terms of views because mm -hmm. that community was already like, oh, cool, mm -hmm. we're excited. And Scott said, you know, I've talked to him a couple times and he said he has this film and yeah, just kind of networking in that sense, like with the community, not even networking, just trying to meet other people in the same mm -hmm. fan base as us. Um, yeah, so yeah. yeah. And then from there, I have no idea. I just <laughs> took off. Yeah, I feel it, like it, it one really, day it was like yeah. 2000 views and then the next day we're like, that's awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> not, not like when we initially posted it, it, um, I think he got about uh, it was in it got, like, <laughs> well it got it got like 300 to 400 views mm -hmm. the first time we post like on the first like day and that was after like a complete onslaught of like sharing it and posting it and all this stuff and then i don't know what happened like i checked i remember telling you i checked back like a couple months after and we were wow. suddenly at, like 6k views <laughs> and like yeah, i i don't know how but like i 
I literally because the horror yeah. community is the best. Like, no <laughs> yeah. to all the other filmmakers and film communities. Like, we love you all, and I love them all. But horror is the best. Like when horror fans I feel are like diehard. We love something. Yeah, mm. we just like go all out and share it and. And I feel like that's and, just kind of what happened. And people just enjoy out of what, because when it comes to like a short film, like, I mean, it's something that you like find online or whatever. I, at least I feel it's not the same as like a feature where you like, you pay for it, you go to the theater, you pay for it on Amazon. It's like a, a lot of times you see like a short film just kind of hanging out on the web and you, you know, mm-hmm. you don't really watch it. Maybe if it's like a, a drama or something like you do, but like, I feel like with horror. It's just a good time. It's just like it's a good exactly it's a good time so like people like love to watch a short right. order because like I want to get scared for ten minutes you know <laughs> yeah, let's let's not? go you know that's awesome full adrenaline boost in the middle I love of that, the day yeah. And, yeah. You know, online communities are yeah. so important I mean that's how we built the film fund up like we only have a couple of a few thousand followers on Instagram yeah. um yeah. but we have you know like almost twenty thousand email subscribers on Mailchimp and it's just like our community wow. we have a Discord channel um which yeah. I'd love to see you guys in more. If you still need the link to join, let me know. Um, it's so you know, it's yeah, yeah. We yeah, um, yeah. we're to. big fans of Discord. Discord. Yeah. We, I use that for um, you know, internal like you know, instead of Slack, we Same. use Discord for, for internal <laughs> teams communications too. Yeah, yeah. We, I have like oh, know, a bunch cool. of different oh, servers, great. NFT stuff. Anyway, we're getting mm-hmm. off topic. Um, but just talking about community. Um, what are shameless plug? <laughs> but what are your, some of your favorite things about the film fund? Well, I really yeah, no, sorry, sorry no, no, to no. cut you off again. No. Um, I really love that it feels like a community. Like even the fact that like as soon as we found out, because I mean, full transparency, Scott submitted and was the one that was like, "Oh my gosh, like I found this really cool thing," and I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome." And I think I was actually at mm-hmm. home like visiting my family, so I didn't, I didn't really know. And then it was like as soon as we found out that we had won, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, follow these people!" Like the way that you guys interact make everybody feel like I don't know like it's it's made it feel like you're invested in what we're doing and like even sharing photos from set and then having us here and just communicating even briefly on Instagram and just the way that it seems like it's so genuine Mm. that that's how you guys interact with everybody like it makes it seem like it's a community that really cares about each other Mm. um and then of course like it's amazing to support indie filmmakers and like I I think you said at the beginning like it's so Mm hard to find resources to do this and so to just make it a little bit easier and kind of remove some of those barriers that even if it's you know your most minimal prize which I don't know what that would be (laughs) just say even if it's just like a pat on the back you know I feel like that kind of that kind of Mm -hmm. gives people the extra boost that they need to maybe overcome that first step of saying like okay I can I can do this and it it really does feel like you guys oh that means so much I love that you backs, feel that way. Thanks so much. Yeah, I mean that's it's me on the Instagram writing comments and and uh, yeah yeah yeah. So that's that's like we're a small company. No, okay, awesome. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of the a lot of the stuff behind the scenes is me. So that that means a lot. And I just love seeing updates when people, uh, you know, send in behind the scenes photos awesome. or they give me. I just got an update from Marissa Slavin the other day, one of her previous winners. She just wrapped production oh, on yeah. her project and she's going into twelve week post production. I just love those updates. It's like, oh wow, we're actually we're awesome. actually doing something here. Well, we'll be oh, yeah. sharing some stills soon. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, say, um, the, the thing that like, I, I, yeah, cause she, she said like, I found it and what I, I, I was, I, I found the, the your, mm-hmm. um, 
I can't remember how exactly I got to the website, uh, but, but I got there. What I like, and I just want to say, and I, I think you can attest to this too, Sarah, what I like about the film fund especially is that we've applied to so much grants for our short films over the years. And um, obviously, like, you know, we're willing to do that for anything to make our short film happen. The thing is that, like, it's just like they do it. I, the thing about the film fund is that it's I like the way you guys have your 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 submission process where it's just mm, like so write simple. a sentence yeah. and and submit. And I love that because it's like it's so simple, uh -huh. clean and like you can get a lot from a sentence. And I was like, this is such a cool and like innovative idea in order to film uh, fund um, indie filmmakers because you know you don't have to as an indie filmmaker or someone you don't have to like go through like the i don't know if you've done it yourself like gone through like the 20 pages the grant of, process yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. Oh. that was the that was the inspiration <laughs> yeah. for the film fund yeah. i was looking for funding for my short film son of blackbeard a few years ago yeah more than a few years ago now. and uh it that? was just grueling applying to these grants they were it's, like it's so they're like you said they're so like 20 pages like... i actually met with one of the grant committees and um the woman on the grant committee said no i'm not really supposed to be telling you this but this is a really good application you're likely going to get this grant and i was like holy shit this That's is awesome, awesome. Yeah. and i didn't get it oh. like yeah uh, it was terrible yeah, i went through all that process and yeah, it's just it's, it's like, such a hard i mean so grants much. are great I'm, I'm so glad they exist yeah. and for the people who are able to get them yeah. that's amazing yeah. but it is it is it is a full-time job yeah. it, it's, to it's, it's tough it's like I, I even had this before i found you guys i, I was looking because I, I was looking for stuff and we were looking for stuff yeah. and i found this this one but it was like it was through the i think it was through the the mpi and it was, it's, it, they have a bunch of stuff, but it was just like, the application is just like heavy. It's heavy duty. And it's just yeah. so much that you have to like, like put is in the there. Motion Picture Institute? I believe. What is MPI? Yeah, I think, but yeah, Motion Picture Institute. Yeah. And, and it's great, okay. but it's just like, it's just like 20 pages. <laughs> like, yeah. it, just, it feels like it's more for feature films, you know? Yeah. Than, okay. Than yeah. Films. Yeah, for sure. So. And, mm. And accessibility, I, yeah. is accessibility. What, what makes you guys great too. <laughs> accessibility, I, I awesome. think so, and yeah. and just the cleanness of it all. It's very clean, like yeah. you know, like it's very clean. Even the website, even the submission process. Um, you know, I love that you guys on your site like have examples from previous winners and like, um, kind of like just help you through it. And no, it's it's great. And then of course the prize itself that you know we got was 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 instrumental you know like especially with the the lenses i've always wanted to shoot um because i actually i, I dp'd it too so um i directed oh, cool. and and dp'd it so you i really was, are a control freak yeah well, this was this was that's my the first time you've done that though yeah this is my yeah. it's that's the so first cool. time i've done like, it and we yeah. set out specifically like for you to do that yeah it was, it was kind of mm. i usually work with I my my cinematographer who shot like Really everything. Uh, yeah, everything. <laughs> um, but this time I really wanted to do it myself for some reason. I just had this uh -huh. gut feeling of, I mean, also partially I just felt like doing it. Like I just wanted a DP. And, <laughs> um, sure. I, it was a great experience, and like so, I was I was one work like um, using the actual like Ursa camera, and um, mm -hmm. yeah. Not um, me. I didn't touch it. I was <laughs> nervous being around. No, she was doing like sixteen. Like, oh you were doing like 16 other things like she yeah yeah you were doing like a million trillion other oh, that's indie filmmaking yeah things. Yep. so 
um, other instrumental things that would have made the mm-hmm. film crash. So like, yeah, um, we both wore a lot of hats on this one, but um, that was all conscious and like we knew we were gonna do that from the from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we're both a little control freaky, but <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I know? love it. I'm the I'm the same way. I I write, yeah. direct, produce, edit. The yeah. one thing I don't do is usually color grade. Um, yeah. And that's mainly because it's just a lack of skill that I have. I have done it before, but I need well, a better like, process. <laughs> yeah, Scott, I need you I need a class from you. On For that. sure, yeah. I, I'm just, I just watch a lot. I can say, for, I just watch a lot of YouTube. So like, yeah. I just like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Do you have a, a, I know a couple, but do you have any recommendations on YouTube uh, channels to watch for color or post-production in general um yeah there's a um a da vinci crash course channel oh my gosh i wish i could remember their name right now i think it's called <laughs> crash course i think okay. that's the name of the channel is crash course gotcha. um beyond that there's a you know also um if you have money and you want to get probably the best online da vinci lesson ever uh key code media their da vinci class is stellar Okay. Um, it teaches everything about um. So, quick key code media plug. Um, key code media. We're plugging. Uh, we're plugging everything. <laughs> we don't even have. Uh, no one. No one is even paying us to do this. We just love film and yeah, people out. Just... <laughs> well, guys, yeah, I want to thank I, you yeah, so much for uh, for coming on the show. You. What you told thank us you. a little bit about what's next in terms of post production and festivals and the future you're kicking around. Mm-hmm. But it's my last question in my script for today. So what is next for you in terms of film, life, what you're going to have for lunch, whatever? Or breakfast, I guess. <laughs> <on the West> <laughs> well, breakfast is always a smoothie. You have to start your day okay. off, right? You know? um, but, and then lunch is fair game. <laughs> it's, it's a toss-up. Um, I would say what's next is definitely finishing this film and trying to get it out in the festival circuit and then going out with our film from last year. So just really hoping to meet some people um, and expand our community. And then we're uh, in the process of writing a really exciting folk horror feature. Oh, I love that. And, yeah. We're going our, back into horror. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Back to our roots for a minute. You did use the term and, midsummer uh, earlier. I don't know if that was unconscious or not. It was unconscious. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it's just in my blood. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna give it a go to to produce that independently and yep. just kind of we're saying like take fate into our own hands and you know mm-hmm. not try to. We've had some some success in optioning features, but okay. you know it's it's a long game. Sure. Uh, so we just wanna we wanna make this one ourselves and we we really believe we can do it. So I love that. You are an independent financier and you hey, want to join we, us. Come uh, on in. Another another plug. We <laughs> well plugging some upcoming plans for the film fund. I don't have a date, but we are very actively working toward launching a feature film funding program with the film fund. Nice. Um, well, well, well. We've, right, well, I've we'll had, we will be <laughs> there again. Yeah. I've had these plans since before the pandemic and then the pandemic hit and we've, we've been getting yeah. the agency off the ground, FF branded. So I've been swamped with that, but nice. I get emails so often say, do you guys want features? I, I know it's yeah. mostly for shorts. Do you have features? And I have to say, no, not yet, but we're working on it. Um, and we are working on it. So stay right. tuned. Uh, there's going to be some big news coming awesome. Hopefully uh, by the end of this year, we'll, we'll have some stuff to show for that um at least a timeline 
Perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Listeners yeah. are gonna be like, it's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> to you guys, nothing is rigged. Go to our go to our thefilmfun.co no, slash no, official no. rules. Everything is legit. Um, do you guys have social media channels you want to plug? Um sure. Yeah, what's the super astro one? Um the super astro Instagram is just super astro films, all one word, no spaces, okay. no other things, super astro films. And then uh, my personal Instagram is my name's my Scott Alexander underscore Nar. Um, that's me. If you type in Scott Nar, you'll I'm sure you'll find me. I'm I think I'm the only Scott Nar on the planet. So like, and if you want to see pictures of our cat, because that's all. The I cat post, did make an appearance on the podcast. If you're watching the video, I didn't I didn't welcome the third guest. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> What's his name? He did. He. No. Philip, I love Phillip, that. Yeah. Guys. Thank you so much for uh, for checking us out. Sarah, did Thank you plug your you. social you. account? I may have just blanked on that. Okay. Yep. Uh, official Sarah. Sarah awesome. Yep. Yep. There you go. Yep. Uh, well, thank you again for coming. Everyone listening out there, check out thefilmfund.co for the most up-to-date information on contests. We're closing our winter narrative and documentary contests. Or winter. This is an old script. Spring narrative and documentary contest 2022 <laughs> soon. So go to thefilmfund.co to submit your entry. And if you're listening at a later date, uh, check out the website anyway, because we run about four contest periods per year. You can check out prizes and sponsors we have uh, for the most up-to-date information. Also, follow our email list, which you can sign up for on the website. That's where we send all the prize info and the dates and weekly updates and filmmaking tips on our blog, filled with great filmmaking producing tips, so you can stay up-to-date on what's happening with the Film Fund. We also have an ebook if you're a nerd like Scott and me, and you want to learn about the pre-production <laughs> process and really sit down and get into it. Uh, go to our resources page. Check that out. It's a free download. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we listen, We release these episodes monthly now. Finally landed on that uh, schedule. So usually on Friday. So check out you know, social, Instagram, wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Just thanks for having us. Yeah, it's awesome. been great. So thank you, guys. It's been great. Thank you so much. And thanks for everything. Absolutely. Thanks for Glad to have you in the community. <laughs> and we'll talk to everyone soon. Have a good one.